Hey, Marie, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? I am uh, doing really good. So interesting things going on just kind of in uh, bookland for me. I recently met with a printer who does like really nice quality hardcover books, which is something, you know, I launched with the paperback and the ebook and a couple things. I think we, we had an episode where we talked a lot about like having additional launches. And so one thing I, I haven't started on yet, but is like high on my list is to do an audiobook, hopefully in the early half of next year. But another thing I really want to do is like a really nice premium hardcover version of the book. And so I had a I had like a great meeting this week, very early, just sort of like brainstorming and having ideas like, would it be like maybe it could be like a package deal where there's like other things included with it? Or maybe it's just like a really nice hardcover. It's the sort of thing that I think most readers don't care about, but I really care about that like really nice, high quality feeling almost like heirloom edition or something like that, which feels ridiculous to say that about my book that I wrote. But you know what I mean? Like that sort of like the kind you want to put up in the bookcase or something. That's what I'm hoping to eventually have from a book. So that's that's pretty exciting that we're just very much early stage, just getting the ball rolling. But yeah, that's kind of what is going on my world. There's been some other things going on where I'm exploring foreign rights, like translation rights, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's kind of what's going on here. What about Llama Life? You've got a lot of things going on and deadlines yeah. looming very soon, I'm sure. <laughs> but first of all, just does something that you said then was the heirloom edition, like something that you just want, <laughs> but like maybe, you know, other people... We'll probably want to, but like you just really want it yourself so you're going to do it, that kind of thing. <laughs> I totally get that because there's, there's, kind of, there's a few things in Llama Life where I'm like, you know what, I just want that, so I'm going to put it in and it's for me. And if other people like it, great, but I just really want this and because it's my product, I'm just going to put it in. Totally, totally. That actually reminds me, so I can show you real quick. There's like an ADHD conference coming up in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and I got new business cards printed just to like, you know, be able to hand out to people that I meet or whatever. They're really nice. They're from Moo Cards. Yeah, yeah. I know Moo. I've used them. They're so They're nice. So good. So I love nice. the square ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Prob- little, yeah. We'll probably do a square one because it's like an app. It looks yes. like an app. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So I just got my cards back from them. So like on one side, I just have like a really simple, like my name and contact stuff. And then on the other side, I have like the book cover. Oh, nice. So it like yes, kind of looks like, like a, a little, little book, book sort oh, of that's a thing. So, that's so cute. Yeah, yeah, that's But cute. the thing is, so it showed up and I do on the back, I have like the book and there's like a little outline around it. But the outline oh, is off center. You see it, right? Yeah, it's like I just a little it. bit off oh. center. And so... My wife is like, you know, she saw, I was like all excited and looking, I'm like, oh, it's off center. And then I was like, I wish I just didn't put the white line because it would look totally great without it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because then you wouldn't be able to tell that it's off center. But because of that line, you can really see it. And so it's really hard to get the printing stuff right too, because it only needs to be off center by a millimeter. But because the card itself is so small, that millimeter, like percentage wise, makes a, a really big difference. Right. And the, and the whole box is just like that. Like every oh, single man. card is like, and so like my wife is like, you know, being real nice. And she's like, you know, no one's even going to really notice, yeah, but I'm like, yeah. I notice, and it's going to drive me crazy. Like you might totally be right that no one else will notice, but it's going to, I'm going to not hand it to people because I know about that little detail that isn't there so what or that is wrong. So I went and just bought them again. I just bought a sec. I took out that white line. Sure. And then I made a couple other minor adjustments, but I took out the white line so that like, even if it is off by that much again, you're not going to notice. It's just going to be kind of floating in the middle. And then you can use these ones as backups. Exactly. What I used to do as well, I don't don't know how well this worked, but we 
uh, this is a long time ago, which had the square cards and mm. one side of the card was the app logo, like what the app looked like. And right, then the other right. side had my contact details, a bit similar to what you did. Yeah. And we would just leave them, like we'd go into a WeWork or some co-working space and we'd just leave them on the <laughs> table, like a, bun- like a bunch of them spread out or right. near the coffee machine or another time we also made some chocolate. You can find companies like this. They'll make little chocolates for you and they're all individually wrapped and you can put whatever you want on the wrapper. So we oh, had, nice. we had yeah. stuff about the app on the wrapper and we had a little bowl of chocolates and some cards next to it. And yeah, of course yeah, the yeah. chocolates were gone, but I don't know <laughs> how many people actually downloaded the app. There's sort of no way of us, oh, I guess we could have measured it in some way. Maybe they put in a code for a discount, but at the time right. we didn't think about that. We were just like, let's just, just put it out and see what happens. Well, I guess you could just use them as backups, the other ones. Yeah, I, d- I actually did a similar thing that you're talking about. Last year at this same, the ADHD conference, I got stickers for ADHD Nerds, the other podcast that I was doing like actively at that time. And so I put that same thing. I was like scattering them at like coffee stations and stuff like that. And that was super fun because I was able to like scatter them and then kind of walk away and then come back and see like, yes, someone took them. They're gone. That was like a nice generic logo that was just like, oh, yeah, I'm an ADHD nerd. Ha ha. Even maybe not even knowing about the podcast, but it was just sort of like other people, I'm sure, would like, what is this? And then search for it. And sure enough, we'd get like stumbled across the podcast that way. So it's kind of fun to like sprinkle something out into the physical world like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. So I I couldn't, even though most people probably wouldn't care, I care. And so I went and went ahead and bought some new ones. So hopefully those ship in time. So I'm able to be able not not be embarrassed to hand it to anybody. Yeah. And also <laughs> if you if you had gone back and said, hey, do it again with that line, it still would have come back imperfect. It's just the thing that cuts it can't get that accurate. It's just exactly it just work that way. yeah. I feel like this is one of the worst crops that I've ever seen because it was if it was a little bit closer, I wouldn't maybe wouldn't bother me. It's very obviously like off center. I it, did see it I, when you held. Yeah, you saw it because right? you held it up to the screen, and when you held it up, I did see it. But I was like, oh, I'm not going to say it just in case. Like, <laughs> I don't want to make it into a big deal if it's not already right. a big deal. But then, but I definitely saw it straight away, and I was like, oh, what a shame. Yep, exactly. Because it was so cute. It looks so cute having yeah, the book that it's size. Like a fun little, it's like, oh, it's like a mini version of the book. Mini book. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'll get the new ones uh-huh. without the line and that'll be good. So anyway, yeah, you were just kind of talking or I don't remember if you started, but about kind of what's going on with Llama Life and mobile app and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So we've been, oh my gosh. So we've been so busy. It's like all the little things. And the thing with Llama Life is because it's got the timer and when the timer hits zero, zero, there's an alarm and then there's notifications to deal with. And then there's Dynamic Island, which we're not doing yet, but we, we're going to do it in another version. And there's also live activities, which we're mm-hmm. not doing mm-hmm. yet as well. But those two things are perfect for our product. Totally. Yeah. And then there's also like, what happens if someone starts a timer and then they close the app? Mm. Like what's going to happen? So there's, there's stuff like that, which... I guess we didn't really have to deal with as much on the web version. So the way we deal with it on web, we just say, hey, if you have a timer running and you close it on the web, a little box will pop up saying, hey, you're about to leave this page. Do you still want to do that? And so people know like, oh, it's going to close the whole thing. And it's a web browser, so you sort of expect it to just close and nothing's going to happen. But on the app, it's like, well, what if I set a timer and I closed it? I sort of expect it to go off. I still expect it to go off. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So we're just dealing with that right now. So there's definitely like additional stuff to think about because it's on mobile, aside from design. So design, we've we've spent a lot of time thinking about design. I'm really happy with the design now for mobile. We've adapted it quite a bit. But now we're trying to work out all the, some of these quirks, like functionality-wise, that have to be solid because that's the core of the app. Mm-hmm. If you set a timer and the alarm doesn't go off, well, that's the whole app, right? Like that's <laughs> right. that's the essence of the app. And if it doesn't work... That's when you get bad reviews and then we can't, we don't want bad reviews at the beginning because it's very hard to recover after that. We're still on track though. So we, we're planning to launch in December and we're like mid-November now. Mm-hmm. So we're about to do like a test flight next week, but it's so busy because there's just three of us and the way we split up the team is one person's doing like content community partnerships, all the social media stuff as well. Then I have one other guy who is just doing the mobile app with React Native. That's his sole focus right now. And then I do the web app and the design and all the business stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I am involved in the marketing stuff too, but not as much. But I still brainstorm and stuff with the other person. So we kind of split all the work up that way. And yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just so much. It's just so much. <laughs> I don't know. It maybe doesn't seem like that on the surface, but there's there's a lot of stuff. Like I'm doing, you know, 11, 12-hour days. So it's definitely not like a lot of the indie hackers, which is kind of where I started too, and I, and I still see myself as an indie hacker in some ways, but a lot of them have different goals about working less and having sort of mm-hmm. more, um, I don't know, more family time and all that stuff, which is there's nothing wrong with that, and that's a really good goal to have but that's definitely not what it's like for me right now. Right. Like I'm working a lot, but I don't mind it because I really like what I'm working on. Right. Totally. Yeah. But it's just a different goal. Well, I'm super excited to see the mobile app come out. It really feels like it's going to, you know, it's this whole new arm to like the app and like the whole company for you. It's going to be really interesting to see how that evolves and like, like maybe it'll like, be this huge success out of the gate, which would be amazing. And then that brings its own set of challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it won't, maybe it'll come out and you're like, oh man, this is really hard. And so that's going to be a whole nother, like figuring out what that market is like, like now, because you, you know, like you said, you've done like some apps in the past, but you have, you're not actively doing other mobile app work. So there's just kind of the whole learning experience. Of like what's it going to be like running, you know, doing this. And so Bit of an unknown. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of unknowns, but Really exciting ones, I think. Anyone that uses Llama Life can see that like, oh, this makes sense as a mobile app. Yeah, definitely. And that's the number one request we get. Like we get emails every day about this. And people are are genuinely excited. Yeah. It's so weird. Like I never used to get emails like this from other businesses. It's so weird. Like we just get, I showed you one the other day. Like remember I was saying like, look how long this is. People write essays. (laughs) Right, totally. And it's good because like they're involved and they're like the essays are about like stuff features that they might want and why why they want it. Or you know, I would say 50% of the time it's about their ADHD story. Yeah, yeah. But like their yeah. whole life story, not just one bit, it's the whole life story. And, <laughs> right. and it's really long and it's awesome. I feel really I actually feel really honored that they would want to share it with us because some of the stuff's really private, you know. Mhm. There's clearly some like some like trust that you've gained there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we always write back, but it's just, yeah, it's really it's really something. Like I we definitely have some kind of it might not be full product market fit because full product market fit involves 
a business side too. It involves like you're getting so much incoming revenue that it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. We haven't cracked that exactly, but we definitely have some product market fit because people are so passionate about it and they take the time to write and they take the time to request stuff and think about the product and support it. So we've, we've definitely, I would say we kind of got half product market fit maybe. We still have to crack the business side though, which is obviously a very important part of it. <laughs> totally, yeah. Cool. And I think last episode we, you know, we sort of we had to skip a couple of weeks just because it's been so busy. But last episode we, I think we ended up talking about messaging. Well, we started talking a bit about messaging, yeah. and then there's been a few developments in the last couple of weeks as well. Some news developments that kind of fed into that. So, yeah, I think that's what we're going to talk about now. Yeah, totally. So I think it kind of sparked from like, I, I don't know, I guess it's like a month or so ago, like some, I saw somebody talking about Beeper. Oh, and then like The Verge had like a, there's an, I think it was The Verge. They had like an episode with, um, oh, I forgot his name again. I forgot who's the Pebble guy, Eric, Eric something, Eric. right? Yeah, yeah, Eric. Um, yeah. Eric with a very long last name that starts with M <laughs> that we won't right. say because we're going to, we can't, I can't pronounce it. <laughs> Yeah, so he did Pebble, which we're both huge fans of Pebble. You're still you're wearing yours right now. Yep. I wish I was wearing one right now. I lost my charger, so I don't know where it but is. You, but you're I'm, loving your Ultra, so I'm pretty you know. happy with the uh, Apple Watch Ultra. <laughs> so, but I do miss the the Pebble, very cool device. So anyway, so he there was the episode he did with interview on Vergecast mm-hmm. where they talked about Beeper, which is like his new sort of thing. And the whole, if you aren't familiar with Beeper, the idea is that it's like linking together all of your different like iMessage, your DMs and Instagram, your Twitter DMs, like all of those different places where you have uh, WhatsApp, WhatsApp, uh, all of those like linked Slack, together. Messenger, yes. Oh yeah, Twitter, Slack, everything, yeah. It's everything all within one app. And which is something that there used to be, I think there was a what's it called? Adium. There's an old app called Adium yeah, yeah, which yeah. used to be it was like a Mac app that sort of linked together things like way back, you know, this is like 10, 15 years ago or <laughs> something like that. We're showing our age now because, yeah, it was like way back when there was like MSN, Messenger, ICQ, like that era. Yes, yeah. long time uh-huh. ago and it would pull it all into one place, Adium. With, and had little, was it the duck logo? It was like a yes, green. Yes, yeah, it was like a green was duck. A duck or something? Yeah. I think so. Green and orange with the orange beak. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Really old. I don't even... Is it still around? I don't think so. It could. It might be one of those things. It's like, oh, surprise! It's still somehow thriving, and no one ever really talks about it. But anyway, back then, I think there was more like more of a protocol to be able to make that sort of thing happen. Like there was different services that had messaging, but they were all using common or similar. I don't know the tech specs, but enough to where it was fairly easy for. ADM to sort of like link them all together. Mm-hmm. And now a lot of that messaging is like, well, like walled gardens because a lot of it's sprung out of like social networks. So that's like all like this proprietary way that they're doing messaging. And then there's like iMessage, which Apple has been, you know, protective of for good reason good because reason. there's yeah, that whole like the whole blue it's- bubble, green bubble. It works to their advantage that people want to, you know, they want to be the right color bubble. <laughs> in their chat i'm the perfect example of that because i i genuinely i think i prefer android i've had a lot of pixel phones (laughs) i love pixel phones actually after this episode i'm gonna go check out the new pixel 8 
an 8 Pro and there's some Black Friday sales on it. So I might come back if I message you <laughs> tomorrow and I have a green right. bubble, you know why? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, I, I'm I'm sort of walled gardened into iOS right now because my family, all my extended mm. family and a lot of my friends are on iOS and I'm, I'm getting excluded from the group chats, that kind of thing, or getting kicked yeah. out of group chats. And <laughs> yeah, I'm the perfect example. Like I honestly, it is locking me in. Right. Yeah. So like with that, so Beeper, which is still invite only, I happened to see, I heard that interview and I saw some people post about it and I was lucky enough that I was able to snag an invite code. And so I downloaded it, installed it. And then I was talking with you about it. And then you said you got a code and you had installed it and then you uninstalled it an hour later. Yeah. So I would love to hear what happened. Why did it last only an hour on your phone? Okay. So first of all, when you messaged me, hey, wait, did I, you message me going, I'm trying Beeper or something? Or did I message you something saying, like that? Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, I was like, wait, what? You just found out about Beeper and you got... <laughs> into Beeper and I'm like, what? Because I've been on their wait list for two years and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> it's just taken a long time because they've been mm-hmm. working up behind the scenes. And I was like, wait a second, how did you get, how did you get in? And I just literally got in about a month ago. <laughs> that's, that's definitely a case where it's beneficial to have like over 100,000 followers because you can just sort of say, hey, anyone have an invite code for this? And uh, couple people reached out that did. So I should have asked very, you very about thankful. it earlier. <laughs> like I try not to do that very often yeah, because yeah, yeah. like I don't want to be like the account that's always just like trying to get the early code for the thing. But I really wanted Beeper. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to ask and see. And so I got a lot of, or I got a little bit of people that like reached out. And then it also started some conversation too, which was cool. Some other people talking about how that might be beneficial or not for with ADHD, um, being able to have all your messaging within one app. So yeah, sorry, sorry, I cheated and skipped the line. Skip the line. <laughs> okay, so we will get back to the question why I why I uninstalled it an hour later. But before I get to that, I just want to make a comment about like do you remember do you remember the old Blackberry Messenger BBM? So and- I no, I never had a BlackBerry. I completely okay. missed that sort of generation. I just scraped in. So at work, this is before Llama Life, like when I was in corporate, the BlackBerry was the thing. Like if you got to mm-hmm. a certain level, like you got a BlackBerry and I was always like, I want, I want this. I want like, I got to get promoted because I want like the BlackBerry. <laughs> but then shortly after I got my BlackBerry, then they switched to iOS. They switched mm-hmm. to iPhone. So... Yeah, I was sort of the last generation to get the BlackBerry at work. Yeah, I mean, just just real quick, I was going to say I skipped a generation. I was around when BlackBerry was doing its thing for sure. Yeah. I just had like a dumb phone, like some old Nokia or something like that. I don't remember what it was. I jumped from some junky like flip camera phone to the iPhone. So I just, I, I was around with BlackBerry. I just never had it myself. You just skipped it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just going to say like maybe someone listening will relate to this, but there was BBM, which was like their messaging service. It's a bit like WhatsApp, I guess, in a way. Like you got the notification. You can see like when someone's seen your message. You see two mm. ticks, like once when it's sent and then once when it's received and seen. So that was super cool. But BlackBerry also had this other thing called the BlackBerry Hub. And Beeper reminds me a lot of the BlackBerry Hub. And the BlackBerry right. Hub was a hub, like an all-in-one place to get your messages. So it could be emails, text messages, BlackBerry Messenger, DMs from social, it was all in one place and it was magical. Mm. Like that thing was magical. And 
that was the only thing. Like when I switched away from BlackBerry, like that was the thing I missed. And I kept looking, I switched to Android at that time and I kept looking for an app to bring everything into one place. And I just, right. I found, there was one at the time, it's gone now, but it never could replicate it as well as the BlackBerry hub. And then I saw Beeper <laughs> and I was super excited when I saw Beeper. Some of that excitement did wane over the two years that I was on the wait list. I can't <laughs> let that go. <laughs> but, but I did check it out the other day and it does what it says it's going to do, which is it does pull in, you know, WhatsApp, Instagram, Slack. It does pull in all the messages. I think the reason, so the reason I uninstalled it was I wasn't sure about the security. Mm. What happens is when you set it up, you go into all of your other services individually. So you go into iMessage, you go into Instagram, and you log in with those accounts individually, and then it pulls them all into Beeper. And the one that really got me was iMessage because I was like, hmm, I could be wrong because I don't really explain how it works exactly, but I just got the feeling that there was some server somewhere, like server room somewhere like in the middle of the desert that had like a MacBook that I'd basically just logged in with my Apple ID and all my credentials into that MacBook and Mm -hmm. it was routing my iMessages through there and then coming back. The reason I'm thinking that is also because you can get Beeper on your Android phone and I still have an Android phone. So I fired it up on my Android phone because that's kind of the main reason I want it is if I switch to Android, I still want to be an iMessage. That was my main reason and having all my messages is great in one place as well. But I fired it up on my Android phone and I'm getting my iMessage, which is great. But then I'm like, so it's routing it somewhere and then it's (laughs) sending it back to my Android phone. And when I went into my iOS device and I went into you go into settings, then you click on your your face, like your name. Yeah, the profile. The section, profile. Yeah. And it goes, here are all your devices. There's an extra <laughs> device on there, which mm-hmm. was some MacBook. Some It's some MacBook somewhere, which is the beeper one. And I'm like, wait, what is this? And then I was like, I don't know about this. The reason I also think that, other than the fact that it showed up as another device on my <laughs> under my account, I know when Eric first started – he put some stuff on Twitter where he showed that he just acquired like, I don't know, 100 iPhone 4s. Mm. He got some old iPhone devices and the way that he was letting Android users set Beeper up was he was literally mailing them an old iPhone 4. Oh, wow. And said, you need to keep this on at all times. <laughs> like just plug it into the power or whatever and he's basically routing it through that iPhone 4, right? This is for Android users who do not have a Mac device. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there was, there's, I guess if you search Twitter or X um, history, you'll, you'll find it. It was like a tweet. It was a big box of iPhone 4s. And people were commenting like, uh, is this like, is <laughs> it feels this, real are sketch. you allowed to do this? Yeah. But I also appreciated like the hustle. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. Like you can't get around it. Just mail them an old iPhone. Problem solved. So it just felt a little too sketchy, hacky. Yeah, I can totally get that. So I I saw that. I mean, that definitely felt weird too because you're like doing the whole thing that like you're normally not supposed to do of like mm. approving and pr- typing yeah. in the number that's yeah, yeah, supposed yeah. to be the secure number. Like it, it definitely felt like this is a little bit sketchy. And then when the device showed up under my devices, I'm like, what, yeah, what device yeah, yeah. is this? What MacBook is this? <laughs> right. It's like, it's like MacBook... Two, three, five, seven, whatever, with some number 
Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> right. Yeah. So for me, I I saw all that and I was like, this is sketchy, but I really want this to work. And I pushed pushed through the security concerns for good or ill. But I also so I ended up using it for a few weeks and ultimately I ended up turning it off. So I still have it installed right now, but I turn off the notifications. And there's kind of a couple reasons for it. Like, first off, I mean, w- I think the bigger, more interesting conversation is about like, what is it? Is it a good thing to combine all of those into one app? But I'll say the first thing is I was really surprised with how not well designed I felt like the app was. Like I was using it and it felt like this messaging experience is worse than it is using iMessage. And then this other messaging experience from Instagram is worse than it is using. It, was, it felt like this is the worst version of every one of these messaging apps. Like if I went to the native yeah. app, it's, and part of it is just because maybe that it's new, but there's also some of the d- design decisions that I just didn't love. And, and nothing was, it was very little settings or customization, which I found really surprising. It was super limited. I guess in Beeper's defense, so I agree with what you're saying and I had the same reaction with the design. It was felt a bit rough and no customization mm-hmm. and stuff and, exactly what you said about it was like the worst version of each messaging service like there were limitations yeah but then i guess to be fair to beeper like we are doing the you know we are the the early adopter trial thing (laughs) right yeah i know that they want to get there they want to they want to improve the design so maybe we can't fault them for that yet it's kind of that balance i have this with llama life too it's like what version do you put out do you put out something that looks and feels really good but it's really limited on feature set or do you try and put out more features and have the design kind of suffer? Because totally. you know, obviously, ideally, you want both to be good. But when you have limited time, you sometimes have to pick. So they probably just haven't found that right balance. Yeah, because, I mean, one thing we haven't mentioned, there's another similar app that's doing kind of the same sort of thing called oh, yeah. uh, Text. So like, which is hard to say, like T-E-X-T-S dot com. Um, but they currently don't That's have a mobile such version. Such a good domain name. A great How do they domain get that name. Domain name. Texts. I, yeah. Com. Very, very good. That but S really messes it up. Yeah, it's tough to say on texts. a podcast. You, you have texts. to emphasize like it's yeah. not text.com, it's texts with an S. <laughs> right, totally. But so they don't have a mobile version right now. I've used, I think they might be an invite code only. Uh, they might have opened up. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But they. So they only are on desktop right now, and I've used it before, and it works well. But maybe they're having that same thing. Of they, I'm sure they're working on the mobile version. I mean, they've announced that they're working on the mobile version, and maybe they're just trying to get that polished to a certain level. But either way, so I kind of, I think I was able to get over that pretty quickly with. Beer. At first, I was like kind of disappointed. I was like, this is like not the great experience that it, that it kind of sounded like it was going to be based on that interview with Eric. So I turned off notifications and every other app. It was all just going through Beeper, and man, I hated it. It did not, it just like, there's so many like, I don't know, like messaging hierarchy in my head of like the kinds of messages that don't belong next to each other. So it's like like text oh. messages for my wife, like those go through iMessage and they're like really high priority. Like, so to me, when I get a message in the iMessage app or the messages app, like that's like key. Like there's a high importance to that. Whereas most of like the DMS I get on like Instagram or Twitter, much, much, much lower. And there wasn't really any way to easily like do that. Like you could like pin certain people and stuff like that. But that I found that happening all the time where it's like, this feels like 
and part of that is just because of like my position being like, you know, an online creator with like, I get a lot of random DMs. And so yeah, there was yeah. just like a lot of noise that made it really difficult to sort of like manage that hierarchy problem. And so I found that I really just didn't like it the way that I thought I would. And I was like, I actually, there's something about having like, some people are like, oh, these are my Instagram friends. And I kind of want to leave messaging with them over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, that, that was something I kind of ran into. So I eventually did just sort of like turn it off. I'm really curious to see what text does when they have like a mobile version to see if maybe they have a better answer to that. Actually, the biggest problem now that I'm just remembering, I also have, we talked about it on a previous episode, I use Minichat so that if somebody like I post a thing and then I say, hey, if you want the strategy guide, comment with the word strategy. Oh, so your reply will come through on Beeper so as well? So those were all showing oh, up on Beeper. Yeah, yeah. And so I had like this giant contact list, like anybody mm. that did the, oh you know, God. said the word strategy, all of those accounts were showing up in Beeper too. Yeah, yeah. And there was no, like that felt like the sort of thing, if you know Instagram, Instagram has like primary, general, and then like a third one that's like filtered out, like likely spam sort of thing. And none of that sort of data was coming across because what I would want to do is like, all I want is primary. I don't want to see any of that other stuff in Beeper, but that wasn't really an option. And I assume that's just because that is like a specific thing to Instagram that they don't have access to. And so that was that was my big sort of takeaway is like, I don't think this I don't I just don't think this is actually going to work the way that I in my head, I sort of imagined it to at least not anytime soon. And Yeah. And the thing is, when you get a message on Beeper, you're getting a notification from Beeper. They tell you to turn off the notifications from the individual apps mm -hmm. and you, you just get the message from Beeper that you mm -hmm. have a message from WhatsApp or whatever. And then you go into the Beeper app. And then you can reply in Beeper. The goal is like you never have to leave Beeper, right? Like right. you can reply to all your different services from Beeper. The notifications are from Beeper. I was just thinking maybe the solution's too complex. Like maybe you really just need a just the notifications. But when mm. you click the notification, you need a notification hub, which we already have kind of just through normal notifications, but it's not grouped. Maybe you need to, there's a gr it's like an app that groups all the notifications when you tap on it. You can see it, but maybe when you tap on it, it goes to that app and therefore you get the full benefits mm. of the app, not just being able to hit reply. Like you can't do tap backs for certain right. services in Beeper. Mm. If they cut it back to just notifications, then you could maybe group them a bit more like what you said and say, for these ones, I don't want to have these notifications because they're lower priority. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's It's... I think they're working on a really tough problem just because totally. there's so many different messaging standards. But I, I like the concept. You're a different circumstance because you've got so many followers on all the different social platforms. Right, which totally changes it. For Most people aren't going to be hitting, getting hit with all this spam. So yeah, because I, didn't, I don't totally have that problem. Yeah. What you just described when you were saying it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But I didn't get to that point. I was... I was okay with what I was getting. One thing we didn't mention that has like news just kind of broke this week that may affect this like going forward. Whereas like it was basically announced that like Apple is going to be implementing the uh, what is the like R RCS. Yeah, RCS, which is what like Google uses for their messaging platform. So there's going to be some amount like everyone's like basically that doesn't mean the blue green bubbles are going away. But it does mean that they'll be a little bit more t 
tightly integrated and possibly making services like Beeper better or more easily easy to access kind of that data. So it's really kind of interesting yeah, yeah. to see how this space evolves. And like I said, I'm really curious to see what the text app looks like when that comes out and if that yeah. they do some interesting things. Because I, I remember using the desktop version of that and it seemed to work pretty well. So I'm super curious to see what happens there. Watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> we always say that. But um, my gut feel is like it's still going to be quite separated. Mm. And it's like what you were saying before. Like the blue bubble thing is important to Apple because like it does – Yeah, it's not great for the end consumer, but there's a lot of value in that. Right. If they open that, they're going to lose a lot of value. There will be a lot of people switching – I'm sure they have calculations that show them like changing that bubble would cost us this many hundreds yeah, of millions yeah, yeah. of dollars or something like that. Like I'm sure that yeah. calculation sitting in sitting in a room somewhere. It's not as easy as like, oh, let's just change the let's just change that because that will definitely cost them some amount of revenue if and when they get rid of the blue versus green bubble debate. Yeah, they probably calculated the, the the negative PR around not adopting RCS has suddenly outweighed the well, there's right. also there's also talk of like that may become like an EU regulation may enforce something oh, like that. Okay, and okay. so that, I mean, maybe that like I hate to say like go legislation or whatever, but like that <laughs> may be the thing that ultimately causes some of these services to become more compatible with each other. Is maybe mm -hmm. there is sort of that push in the US or in the EU or something like that? Because like that's why phones like iPhones have the USB C ports now is because of like regulations in the EU. And so that I think we're like coming. So they were basically like, let's get ahead of it. The hand was forced. Yeah, totally. So really, really interesting to see what kind of happens there. But um, yeah, so about next week. Yeah, yeah. So next week. So we have a little bit of an announcement about the pod. And you probably, you guys probably noticed that we've, we've had to skip a couple of weeks. And as we alluded to at the beginning of the pod, it's been super crazy busy so what we're going to do is um this is episode 54 i believe yeah, 54 mm -hmm. 54 which is basically one year's worth of episodes and a couple more mm -hmm. so we're actually going to say this is going to be the wrap of season one so we're going to say 54 episodes season one let's wrap this and we're going to take a little bit of a break because there's just too much stuff going on at the moment totally both from the book point of view, like you've got a lot of things going on with what's next for the book, mm -hmm. uh, Llama Life mobile app. We're really trying to get that out on time. And I think take a break and if you – people can still follow along on all the different services like Twitter, et cetera, to get the mm -hmm. latest. Yeah, keep us in the uh, – whatever your podcast app is. And then, you know, watch this space. <laughs> watch this space. Is that our final – is that going to be the go. final line for this season? Watch this space. So there won't be any episodes next week or the following weeks, but we'll keep everyone posted on Twitter, X, whatever social platforms about what's next. Yeah, totally. And obviously this has been amazing. Like we did way more episodes than I ever thought we were going to do. So getting to 54 is, I mean, getting to 50 was awesome. And then just, we just did just a little bit more to kind of push up to 54. It's been an amazing season one, a recording, and it's been fun to watch both of our journeys and yeah it's so busy right now which is a good thing like we've got a lot of great stuff going on which is awesome so yeah awesome watch this space watch this space <laughs>